Who's the person you turn to when you need advice? The person who gives you confidence and strength? The person who's been your biggest support? The person you shop with, ask their opinion and trust them implicitly? For me, it's... Hi, Ma. Hi, Del. As a mother and daughter, we know we have a close bond, but each mother and daughter relationship is unique and different, and that's exactly what we want to explore. Each week, we'll sit down with mothers and daughters and talk about their bond, from the ones who work together to others who have survived, shared passions, overcome loss, and in general, have a great relationship that is worth sharing. This is Mothers Mothers and Daughters Daughters Podcast. Podcast. Hi, doll. How are you? I'm good. It's good. How's your week been? Week's been good. Just flies by, doesn't it? Does. It does. I'm so lost. It's the final countdown to Christmas. Christmas. All the, all the, um, you were commenting, all the ads have started. Oh, I know. Early, yes, so very early. Two months, or I guess a bit less. A bit less. A bit but less than two months of. Christmas ads and then all the Songs. Christmas shows and yeah. not that I've got anything against Christmas. No, Definitely not. I'm I, I'm very I'm very impartial to a, a Christmas movie. Oh definitely. Love. Love Christmas. But it's movies. just I think I think it's all the businesses early. have suffered and they just trying to do that, you know Christmas. Christmas rush or, you know, just promote their business mm. and, you know, make sure that people spend the money and Yes. And at least people will get out and shop, have, everybody. Well, yeah, they'll have a nice, everybody will be able to get together for Christmas. Yeah, that will be nice. Which is lovely for everybody. Yes, very nice. A uh, few housekeeping. One, we would love for every one of our listeners to vote for us as the listener's choice in the Australian Podcast Awards. Wow. That I will, would be something. That would it? be something, well. given we're brand, brand new. Mm. Um, So the link, I will save it in our story highlights so you'll be able to get the link and see how to vote to make it easy. But it's it's pretty straightforward once you do. But just as a heads up, if you do put your email in, you have to confirm your vote. So yes, make sure you follow that up when you get that email. Otherwise, the vote doesn't go through. So that would be lovely. Thank you. That would be for your support. Thank you for supporting us. Um, and what did I want to talk about? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. I'm there. Um, another celeb mothers and daughters highlight. I don't, have you watched Made yet? No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. I, I it's haven't on my either. list. It is on my list too, which is with Andy McDowell. Oh, you haven't seen it either? I haven't seen oh, it yet okay. either. Okay. No. So with Andy McDowell and her daughter, Rainey, are in it together, um, which will be really nice to see. It's quite dark. I've heard it's not. A, I saw. A I saw one. the um, trailer. Uh, or the author. I think oh, because okay. it, I think it was a book uh, or the the real life story. The story based on. Yeah. I saw the 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 woman who it was based on being interviewed the other day, and um, yeah, sort of. Probably a real rag to riches story. story. Yes. Yeah. I know lots of other people have watched it and recommended it. So, yes, that will be on the list. Yes. I, oh, I finished The Mother-in-Law, oh. Sally's book. And? Oh, that was so good. I highly recommend it, any of her books. And then I'm now on to her new one, which is The Younger Wife, which will be very exciting. Um, so, yes, thank you, Sally, for another great 
book. Yes, we enjoyed read. enjoyed that. Well, enjoyed that through podcast. It. Yeah, we really enjoyed that podcast. I flew through that book. Wow, honestly, and I only really get to read before bed, so Gee, it's been keeping good me reader. up. It was yeah, it was good. Today we have Lauren and Kerry. They're a mother and daughter, of course, <laughs> who started what's called Pod Organics, and it's skincare for mums and bubs and kids. And, yeah, extremely organic, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So they Very safe. Very safe. Everybody Um, can use it, they say. Everyone can use it. It's family family. friendly. I shouldn't just say mums and bubs because it is. It's family friendly. And um, it's been tried and tested because um, her, I think her son, she was saying, has eczema and she couldn't really find anything for him. So... For Lauren, it was extremely important and also for herself having eczema to find something that was completely safe and also didn't irritate her skin and her son's Yes, and they only, and it's a relatively new business. Brand new. They decided April 2020, so that's COVID times obviously, to set up the business and they've only just from the sort of start of the idea to launch was almost a year and in that short time, so it was March 2021, they officially launched. They've won several awards mm. and um, been and hugely successful. And creating some more new products, new, they were yeah, saying. Adding new range. to the range. So really, really lovely story to hear um, what a side and hustle. And whose role does what? Do you yeah. know what I mean? That they both do very different roles in the in, in the, the business. business. Yeah, so they balance each other out, which is nice. So there's definitely no conflict no. there. And, yeah, I would highly recommend if you're looking for a family-safe skincare routine, mm. Pod Organics is the way to go, especially if you've got little ones that are a bit more sensitive. Definitely worth supporting Lauren and Carrie because they've got a lovely business and lovely relationship. Lovely. Re- another, them- another lovely relationship, which yeah. it's so nice that we get to interview so many lovely mothers and daughters. Yeah. Um, who, yeah. Have do, an amazing relationship. Yeah, yes. do do a lot of things together. Um, not to say that we wouldn't love to hear from those who have conflict, but it's just yeah, somebody did so somebody, easy. Somebody did ask me yeah. how about interviewing some <laughs> mothers and daughters that don't get along, and I said it's not. It's really hard. Not it's so hard. easy. But it's hard. And we do, if you if you don't, we do feel for you. We really do. It's um, It's not for a lack of trying. Um, but again, it's whether or not they're both comfortable having that conversation and I understand why that wouldn't be so easy. So in the meantime, please enjoy Lauren and Kerry. Can you both tell us a little bit about yourselves? Sure, you can go show Um, So obviously mother of Lauren and I have a son as well. I've always been, um, I guess, a career career mum and so I've worked in lots of senior executive roles and got lots of experience. I'm now um, happily married to my second husband who is just a delight and proud grandmother of three little ones. It's always nice to be a grandmother. 
Yes, I, I didn't agree. really want to be at the time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she really? didn't. She she never wanted to be called grandma, grandma or nan or oh, anything. So, so, what's your grandmother's name? What's your name? Well, she you got nan nan. Yes, not that I chose, but the children, <laughs> but the children named you. So yes, right. she chose Dee Dee, and and the kids were actually very accepting of that because that's the kind of sound that they can make when they're babies. Yes. Yeah. So they're very accepting. I, I agree. I didn't want to be grandma or nana or, you know. God so, forbid. God yes. Forbid. So I was also very happy with a, like, a bit of a nickname. Yeah. And I'm sure you absolutely love your grandchildren now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do. Yes. 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 They're very close. Yeah. You're, you're super close with my two. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So I am Lauren and I'm a mum of two little ones, five and a half and uh, just turned four-year-old. Um, so life is very, very busy in I was going to say, that is very busy. Yes, yes. They're the best of friends but it comes with a world of mischief and, um, yeah, <laughs> it's challenging at times but, it's yeah, it's wonderful. Um, and the co-owner of Pod Organics. Um, previous to this, I was in marketing, uh, mainly in corporate uh, financial services. So this has been a nice change for me. Um, sort of left that when I fell pregnant and um, had my children and, and sort of didn't really go back to it. So this kind of came up when I was at that real transition period. So it's been a wonderful change. I'll say having having mother and daughter as yes as business partners is amazing. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing gift. Oh, isn't that great? Isn't that lovely? And Kerry, what was Lauren like growing up? Oh, uh, Lauren was um, a very compliant child, fiercely independent. But then would you would be able to actually. Um, I guess negotiate with her really well. So she she sort of came along if she understood what she needed to do. And one of her major, I think, positives is that she was always such a caring child and sort of maintained that caring and nurturing attitude throughout her whole adult life. Are your kids? Have you noticed your kids are the same or different? My daughter is. Very fiercely independent four-year-old girl. She has, she always has been. Everything is on her terms. Um, I think the difference with my two is I'm the oldest between my brother and I, and she's got a brother who's 17 months older than her. So she takes the lead from him a lot. So um, she, I guess, has really learned to how to hold her own um, against him because you know, second child, she kind of needs to needs to have that. My son, I um, he's he's amazing. He's the most caring little boy. He's just got such a beautiful soul. Um, so they're very very different. But I think they've both got definitely got components from mum in there. And they get along so well. I mean, the bond between them and mum is just amazing. I'm Beautiful. very, very lucky. That's oh. so nice. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I, have, I have two boys and they're like just over two years apart. And Wow. While they, they are 
I mean, most of the time, would you say, Mum? They're friends what? most? So, no. Look, they, they compete. They love each other, <laughs> but so it's like it's very. I don't know if it's because of the same sex or, but so competitive. You know, one's got one thing, yeah. and it's like I have to have that. Why has he got yeah. one more cocoa pop in his bowl yeah. than me? And it's like, and then it yeah. just starts. You know, yeah. and you're like, really over a cocoa <laughs> pop? I mean, I know I'm exaggerating. She's but, not though, actually. But it, it's like no, you know, and. <laughs> And then you get so worked up and they've moved on and you're all then you're all turned up and you're like, Oh, oh really? <laughs> like Yeah. Anyway, but, It'll be nice yeah. for them yeah. later on in life, you know, they will be, you know, as brothers, the best of friends. But for now, it's extremely yeah. frustrating because everything is a competition in life. Yes. Because it's just yes. that's who they are. Yeah. And it's I think if you close the I age get. gap like yours are and also obviously being boy and girl, it's less competitive somehow because they're almost on that same playing field, whereas mine, there's that, yeah. that two-year gap somehow just causes the biggest problems between the two of them. I, uh, yeah, I do remember somebody saying to me early on because I was really worried about the jealousy factor. Lennox was only nine months when I fell pregnant with Eve, um, which was not intentional. I mean, it was Eve was a very big blessing, really. Mm. We'd gone through so much to fall pregnant with Lennox. So to just fall pregnant with Eve was really incredible. And I was always really worried about the jealousy and the competitive side of things being so close in age and him not really quite understanding that you know, I have another baby. He yeah. doesn't really get that. He's only 17 months mm. old. Mm. But somebody said to me, if you sort of get them before they're, I think it's like 19 or 20 months, they don't have a concept of jealousy. Mm. So you kind of miss out on that competition side of things because they still don't really understand mm. it. Mm. No, and mm. then they also forget very quickly yeah. that that other sibling was never there. So it's That's just right. like it's always been. So, yeah, I I. Yeah, that, yeah very interesting. That, that is definitely, and I've seen it with a few sort of other friends. And it's mm-hmm. it also helps when it's the same gender. That that also does cause issues. But yes, when there's that shorter yeah. age gap, it's just like they're like, oh yeah, that other person's always been there. It's not a big yeah, deal. That's yeah. just life. That's just how it was. It's more. I think it was me and my husband that noticed the difference more than he did. Mm. Um, Lennox really adjusted well to it, and luckily, when I had him, he had. I had such a difficult pregnancy with Eve that, um, you know, early on he'd started doing overnights and and staying with mom and my mother in law. So he had such an incredible village around him that he was always very secure and mm. safe in his environment, yes. yeah. which I think made such a big difference. Yes, yes, very much so, yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. Lauren, what was your childhood like? My childhood was amazing. It was very much about family. Um, that's always been such a big part of, of our lives. Um, we're very, very close with our extended family and also um, us in our little unit, in our little family unit. Um, but my childhood was wonderful. Lots of family trips and um, we grew up on the coast. So I, I grew up on the beach in the eastern suburbs. So, you know, summers 
camping and things and always on the coast. So it was really wonderful. And, and in the area that we're from, there's a really beautiful community. So you know, Two Doors Up was one of my best friends. And I just remember even when we were really young, being able to sort of run from each other's house, make sure that, you know, one mum stood at one end of the driveway and <laughs> the other mum at the other one. Um, but, yeah, things like that. So it was it was a really, really wonderful childhood. Yeah, lovely. It's so nice when I was going to say you can say that and your mum's sitting there and she can hear it and obviously she's done an amazing job of bringing you up. So obviously mutual. She has. Mutual proud or admiration from both sides. And Kerry, what was yeah. it like managing both home and work life as a single mum? Um, it was it was interesting, really, because they were very young when um, we became a single family. So Lauren was five, and my son was one, and I was working full time at the time. So the juggling act became, you know, really really fascinating. I think. Look, there was challenging times and there was chaotic times. And I was very, very lucky that my mum was very supportive and my family, my sisters. So, you know, I sort of had this community around around me that was always ready to jump in and, and help me out and, mm. and give me support, which was which was just fabulous. Um, you know, as a single mum, I think the pros of it is there was only ever the three of us. So I never had, well, I'm going to go and ask Dad if I can do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like my decision was my decision. Yes, you were the go-to person no for everything. everything. That's actually yes. so no negotiations. No negotiations because, yeah. yeah, I realise kids do that and they also lie too. They yeah. do. And, yeah. and, and uh, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, Dad said yes. And I'm like, really? Did he now? Really? I mean, did, did you, oh, Kerry, did like you, that. I mean, you were obviously a very well-organised person, you know, working and running the kids, yeah. you know, obviously on your own with extended family. But did, were you strict or, or, or you didn't have to be because maybe the kids were so good and well-behaved? Oh, look, I don't think... I don't think that I was strict. I think I set boundaries mm. for all of us. And I think the, the interesting thing for me was that the kids understood what we needed to do to make life happen. Mm. And and so sort of everyone was on the same playing field um, in relation to, well, if we want to do this, we all need to do this mm. to make it happen. And I think, you know, that, that part of it, that the children growing up did lots of things with me. You know, even when I travelled for business, they would fly and meet me and we would do something lovely. So mm. I think, you know, once the f- very first time they did that, I was in America and I had my mum put them on a plane and we all went to Disneyland at the end of that. And they were they were quite young when I did that really. And yeah, I remember standing yeah. in um, LA airport going, oh, my God, what have I just done? <laughs> yeah. You know, two little children mm. on a plane mm. and I'm standing here waiting at the airport and I don't know who they're with and all the rest of it. So it's sort of dawned on me yes and um but you know they they were all they were very compliant about doing that and understood mm. where we needed to be and what the time schedules were so we were very organized mm. um but we weren't organized to the point was there was no fun in life either yeah yeah which is nice so yeah, yeah you yeah. you obviously as you say mixed work and pleasure you had a really yeah. good balance yeah. yeah and look I think there was, I mean, when when my marriage broke broke up, I think there was an aha moment for me after that with two children to go, I could sit here and go, Paul, woe is me, or I can just get on with things and say, 
okay, so what are we going to do? We need a life for ourselves and we need to make it happen. Mm. So, you know, let's have as much fun along the way as yeah. we can and let's just make it work. And, and know, it did. Great that we did. Mm. Yeah. And that was for we were I was I was by myself for fifteen years with with the kids. Oh, wow. So I didn't meet my second husband until Lauren was in her twenties, early twenties, and Nathan was sort of fifteen, sixteen. So mm. you know, at that time, I think that timing was just perfect for someone to come into my life. But mm. before that, we had just an amazing time the, together. Three musketeers, yeah. yeah, and we definitely, yeah, and the three of us are incredibly close. So. I think it drives mum a little bit nuts sometimes when my brother and I are having conversations and we might have, you know, our own little in things and mum's like, what are you talking about? Why don't I know? What's, mm-hmm. what, have, what have you spoken about? What's going on? What do I need to know? Why won't you tell me? And it is, it's because the three of us are so close that we, you know, all, we all know what's going on with each other. We're really open and honest with each other, apart from the fact that, um, both my brother and I are pretty much incapable of lying. So <laughs> we're very that open helps. and can't hide anything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, I mean, in terms of mum being a single mum, we never went without anything like attention or, you know, we always had the opportunity to do the things that we wanted to do. I, I skated for years. I did gymnastics. My brother played sport and somehow mum just sort of made it work. Hmm. Um, but we did always accept that there was give and take and it was probably a good lesson in compromise for us. Mm. We've always sort of gone, okay, well, what does, what does somebody else need? Mm. What do we need to be able to give that? So, mm. yeah. How did you manage that, Kerry? Because obviously just hearing just those activities alone on your own, you know, the shuffling to and fro, working full time, you know, it, it just <laughs> – even like just one activity in a week <laughs> seems like a lot, let alone she having sleep very much. two kids. <laughs> that I, no yeah, I assume the ice skating ring was probably nowhere near the sports field, I can no, imagine. Yeah, absolutely not. And the ice skating ring was, um, was either later in the afternoon, so it was either a race from work to get to Blacktown from where we are, which is no mean feat, no. I might tell you, yeah. or really early in the morning. And, um, look, I think what it, what it was is that we, de- we are, we are a close community. So I had a great group of friends and I remember once Lauren coming home and saying to me, Oh, I've signed up for cricket today. And, <laughs> and, and you I thought, had, Oh no, you're like, I, know, I, I thought that I thought I hate cricket. It's boring. <laughs> mm. And, um, I don't but then like she made the announcement <laughs> that he was playing rugby at, at Coogee. And she said to me, I need to be at French room at seven o'clock <gasps> on a Saturday, Saturday morning. morning. Oh. And I said, I said, and so which mother will you be going with? <laughs> yes, because <laughs> that won't be me. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, so it was just about a, about juggling them. Mm. And and when it worked that they were at different time slots and one we could go to one and then race to the other one, that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, when it wasn't and they were on the same time slot or it was just hard to manage. Mm. We just had to explain. I just had to explain. Well, you need to go with so and so this week, and I'll come next week. Mm. And so we just sort of shared the, yes. the yeah. time together. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. And we, we all had really close friends, so we, you know, relied I'm on each other. Best, yeah, yeah, I'm still best friends with all of my girlfriends from school um, and their mums. They're all just part of our community. So uh, that was never a problem. It was sort of, you know, we have a sleepover at so and so's house, and and she might take me 
one morning and then the following week or, or following fortnight, mum would have a turn. So mm. we really worked amazingly with our friends and their families in that regard as well. And, you know, you don't think about the issues at the time. No, of course, really. no. Just you just deal with it, mm. yes. Just like, seriously, this makes this happen. <laughs> yes, but, but I'm sure if you have a moment, you'd look back and sort of think, how did I do that? You, you know, same. you were the same. I, I definitely wondered how she did it. I, I know, I do that all the time and I don't know what, I mean, I don't know if it's technology, kids are different. I, I don't know what the difference is. But when I look at what mum did, you know, working full time, owning her own business and having mm. us, she went back to work two weeks after I was born, like all these things. And I just, I'm like, I don't think I was ready to like almost leave the house two weeks after Cooper was born. Let alone go no, back to work. Go to work. It's, but as it's you insane. say, Mum, yeah. you went back to work when I was four months old. Yeah. yeah. Four months old when both of you, four, you were both four months old when I went back to work. Yeah, straight back to work. I don't, I don't. I just remember how terrible Lennox was at sleeping at four months and I was hardly functioning. I don't know how on earth you did that. Oh, well, you slept through the night at five weeks old and um, well, that helps. That, so that really helped. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. I look back and, you know, fortunately, yes, they also slept through very early in the piece. It, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, um, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm, you know, sort of, I think you know, having a, a fond memory of thinking, uh-huh. yeah, it was all lovely, but <laughs> but I do remember them sleeping through fairly early, and yeah. so yeah, mm. it wasn't too bad. So yeah. managed somehow. <laughs> Brought you up. Would I do it again? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're too old. We get the joy as grandparents and kind of go, you know what? Here they are. They're back. <laughs> um. Lauren, what was your earliest memory of beauty and cosmetics? I have really early memories of beauty and cosmetics, makeup, hair, everything. I was doing physical culture when I was five. Yeah. Um, So I remember, you know, that was the 80s, so it was like the big teased hair and full makeup like I look at photos and I'm just like I wouldn't wear that much makeup as a grown-up um fake tan like I just remember for a week because I mean we didn't have fake tan like we do these days that you can just put one coat on for an hour and then you're good to go it was six days every night of the orange fake tan kind of thing. Um, and then growing up I mean mum worked for Estee Lauder so Um, cosmetics were always part of my life. And I remember quite young, my first skincare regime was, um, you know, the original Clinique three-step of the toner and the cleanser and the, um, the moisturizer. And so, yeah, and it's always been part of my life. Um, the clean beauty and the clean cosmetic side of things has come more, uh, sort of in recent years, um, just being more conscious about what's in the environment and, and what I'm putting on my body and what I'm using on my kids and things, but um, definitely exposed to it from a pretty young age. And and Kerry would uh, obviously the same with you, but I mean, you obviously worked for Estee Lauder, or did you have a passion for it prior to that? Oh, I loved, I mean, as a teenager growing up, I loved fashion and makeup and all the latest magazines with hair and beauty and everything in them. And I guess when I was 20 and 
that approach to to have an interview with with Estee Lauder and I just thought oh my god this is my dream come mm-hmm. true um and so yeah I worked with them for a number of years in a number of different different roles and had exposure to um makeup so I was a makeup artist for a while I worked on counter for them I worked in administration I also was involved as an executive in the operations side so very close to marketing and PR so when I look back now and sort of think about pod I go, in those days, I would never have imagined that we would be launching our own skincare Mm. or um, self-care brand. But those, I guess that influence that I had through working with Lauda has really seemed to hold Mm. me in good stead to understand the industry, although Mm. it's changed considerably since then. Um, Yeah, I think it's just very good grounding. It's a good foundation. I think a lot of people who come from beauty, it's like an interesting discipline as well, and and a brand like Estee Lauder, which has really stood the test of time in terms of mm. how long it's been on the market for, they're like, you know, they're the beacons almost of the beauty industry. And so to have that as your training almost is is amazing. You know, a lot of people would mm. kill for that. Well, in those days too, they were the only men- only cosmetic company that was manufacturing here in Australia. So. Yes, so I, I read that. That was um, that's amazing to know that. Go on. Yeah. yeah. I so, guess yeah. So lots. Great. Mm. Yeah. Lots. And great time, great time at Estee Lauder in that in those days as well, because you know the marketing and the PR side of it, money was no object. So mm. you know when we were launching a new brand or a new product, the launch program and the event for the launch program mm. was just stunning. Um, and, you know, to sort of be part of that and see all of that was incredible. Mm, mm. Yeah, I was lucky enough to work in magazines in, you know, the magazine's heyday. And yeah. just the press kits alone that the beauty editors got or the events and I got to experience some of them. It's just you when you look back and you think the money that they spent. I mean, now they do as mm. well because influencers and all that sort of thing aren't cheap either. But the money that was spent like flying editors to Paris to, you know, yeah. have a new fragrance or whatever. And it's just so funny to think like these yeah. days that just wouldn't happen because you've got the technology to have someone virtually there and you don't actually have mm. to be there. Be there. Mm. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think you brought on board sort of from Estee Lauder to pod Look, now? I I think it's I think it's just the understanding really around how it all works. So, you know, if I look back and and particularly having been involved with so many people, because it was a small enough company that sort of it, the whole team got involved in everything. So Um, You know, from a customer perspective, I worked in David Jones over at Bondi um, as part of my role for a number of years. So being able to have that customer interface and understand how you talk to customers Mm. and what what their expectations are. You might have met. I think we might have. (laughs) I would say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we're in the East. David Jones? Yeah. yeah, we we oh, live okay. we live east. I mean, when I um when I got married, we moved east. So um yeah yes yes. Uh, I was say Bondi Junction has always been our go to shopping shopping place. Very different center. Yeah. Yes, very different many years very ago different. before Westfield, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, remember the good old, yeah. good old, old Bono Junction Carousel days. and Grace Brothers yeah. and yeah, yeah, kind of the olden olden times. Olden times. Olden yes, times. That, just that, just that general exposure to all areas of manufacturing, production, packaging, quality, you know, PR and marketing, mm. how you launch a new product. I think at the time, you know, I didn't think that I was soaking it all in and it was fabulous. But, you know, at the time I never thought, oh, this will be good because for, we'll be for later on. But no, no. All of that, all of that when we started the pod brand just all came back, all came flowing back. And so it was sort of like, oh, wow, it's really paid off that, that experience. <laughs> yes, and, that. And, and as you say, that overall experience that, you know, you were able to go into so many different levels of the company, you know, gave you that insight into so much of, as you say, you know, starting your own business. Mm. And in saying that, whose idea was it? Was it a collaboration, like a light bulb moment or? It was very, um, I don't know. I do remember when it happened. So it was April last year and we were, smack bang in the middle of the first lockdown and mm-hmm. um, and it was the I think it was the Easter long weekend and I was talking to mum on the phone because obviously we couldn't see each other um, and she said what would you think about going into business with me and I said what are you talking about <laughs> she said well I'm thinking about this and I said that sounds great. What are we going to do? <laughs> so it was sort of, and sort of from there, it was by the end of that conversation, we had a concept, hmm. we had a vision, we knew what we wanted to do. Um, so it kind of just evolved from there. And I guess it was just all yes. systems go from that conversation. Um, we've always been very collaborative about it. So it really it was a collaborative collaborative effort. Yeah, look, and I think what that was a time when Lauren had been talking about going back to work. Mm. So she sort of said to me, I, I really, really sort of start need to start to think about when I can go back to work, what I'm going to do. Do I want to do the same things that I did before? And I'd been working, well, I currently still work. I'm a chief operating officer of a medicinal cannabis company, but we actually do um, a skincare range as well we've got a skincare range in development and you know at that time I just thought it would be just great to do something Mm. um just just for us something really different Mm. and look with Lauren Lauren growing up she'd always had problems with her skin um and you know not major really bad things but she'd have eczema and she'd have reactions to a lot of creams (laughs) and all the rest of it and you know and then Lennox has got the same problem and so I just sort of thought to myself, if I wanted to put my time and energy into something, it would be fantastic to just build mm. a brand, you know, and Lauren, Lauren would be the sort of face of the business and and we could do it together because, you know, we just really get on so well together. Yeah. And a lot of people have said to us, are you you're too you, crazy? You're nuts. Don't do it. Don't work, why, <laughs> don't what, work, don't work with your mum. Don't mix business and pleasure and family and everything and we're just like, what are you talking about? Yeah, but you obviously we knew you knew that you obviously could do it and obviously wanted to do it. It's a big, big difference, yeah. obviously, you know. And I think if you've yeah. got an open and honest relationship, it, it, it's sort of like, yes, you might have conflicts and, and we'll definitely get into that if you do, but 
mm-hmm. you know that even if you do have a conflict, you know how to navigate it because you won't keep yeah. anything from each other. That's always, I think, the the sticking point for people is that, yeah, mm. if there's conflict, what happens? And, yeah. I mean, mum can attest to that. Obviously, like, the podcast is, you know, is a nice little side hustle that we have. But my mum mm-hmm. and my dad work together and my brother works with my parents as well. And they definitely have interesting times. Moments. Yes. <laughs> but it's never personal. I was going to say, no, more, you get over it. I was going to say, more, get over more, it. more with my son. He's delightful. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's going to kill me for saying that. If he, um, if he listens. If he listens. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's family. And, you know, you yeah. as much as you don't want to give away a business by any means, but you also, you never want to lose your family. So you're always going to prioritize that and make sure you resolve whatever yeah. it is that you've had a, a, an issue about and move on from it because, you know, the family yeah. you can't replace. Well, that's right. And I think regardless of anything that happens above all, we're mother and daughter and that relationship will always come first. I mean, I, I have this weird, awkward thing where I don't know what to call mum when I'm in meetings. Oh, with, right, rather than saying with, mum. With, yes. So, I'm, yeah, so we'll be in a meeting about packaging and I'm like, oh, let me just check with my mum. I feel like this major again that's got to check in with mum. Mum, that is so but funny. Yeah. I just feel so awkward, like calling her Kerry. It yes. just yeah. does not feel right. Yes. Uh, you know, so that... Just that alone just says to me, you know, before anything, we're mother and daughter mm. and we'll, we'll always have that respect for each other and that relationship. Mm. So, um, you know, we do have really similar visions for our life as well as the business. So I think that we're on the, pa- on the same page in so many regards that it kind of, it just, it just worked and it made sense. And how did, Pod Organics come about? I mean, after you had that sort of initial, you know, phone conversation, how did you then yep. get it off the ground? Well, I think initially we really, from that conversation, we knew what we wanted um, and we sort of went with that that first instinct of, okay, well, let's look at this, what sort of products do we want in the range? And mum had a fantastic contact um, for formulation. So that was, it all sort of all happened very quickly together. I've I've had a, um, also had a designer that I'd worked with, branding designer that I'd worked with as well over the years. So that I was, you know, still friends and very close and, you know, so she was fantastic about jumping in and saying, oh, my God, this is so exciting, let me help out. It was yeah. just a great great team of people and everybody was giving us support and saying, you know, get this person to help you, this person can help you with trademarking. Mm. So we sort of we sort of had that real help and support that made it work really well. Yeah. That was like a lot of cheerleaders around yeah. us that have really been amazing at reaching out and, and offering support and contacts and making sure that you've got the right contacts as well. How how wonderful was it that you had all those kind of people at your fingertips sort of almost ready to go? I mean, it was obviously meant to be. Mm. Very lucky. Very, <laughs> Obviously, I sort of look back now and think, 
that was um, sort of April last year and, and the fact that we got so much together. Yeah, in, in lockdown. I mean, and through COVID, you know, like a lot of people, it is interesting. Yeah. Time. It is interesting that people kind of did start businesses during COVID because they had a chance to kind of slow down. Mm. And I think that helped. I really do. I think there was more time for thinking. And even though I worked through, um, there was still that sort of, there wasn't the busyness around you. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know, you know, for some type of, is you know some people it's been terrible, but it it certainly gave you time, you know, a lot more time, you know, to do things. Obviously, to create, you know, this obviously wonderful uh, product and business, you know, which mm-hmm. maybe if your lives had not been slower, you know, you'd just kind of gone with the momentum of normal day to day, you know, lives. So, you know, isn't that great that you've been able to do that? Fantastic. Yeah, it's been really wonderful. And, you know, normal life is running here, there and everywhere. And it really gave us the chance to just sit down and and talk about everything and really nut out things from the behind the scenes and the back end so that when we were ready to launch and put it out to the market, we had all of the I's dotted and the T's crossed everything was done and ready to go, um, which I think is such an important part of a startup. You could get so bogged down in just going, I just want to launch, I want to launch. Um, and then you sort of get out there and it's like, well, hang on a second, I haven't got trademarking. I have my packaging isn't right. I haven't got the right barcode numbers, just different mm. things that you don't really think about when you are so busy. How long did it and take you? Whole, you know, we launched Sorry. a new brand and a new product. As a starter, mm. there is that there is that sort of excitement and sense of urgency and wanting to be there and wanting to finish it. Um, so we we agreed that we were going to business in April. Mm. Um, we had the business registered. The name we discovered the name um, really really early, so mm. that was good. We got it trademarked. So we had we had our trademark application, the business registered in June. And we sort of started product development and market research up until that stage. And we did, we actually trialed our product with a group of um, trial consumers. Mm-hmm. So we actually did some surveying around the products when we had them developed, which was fantastic. And um, we launched, we did a soft launch with, um, with, with a few close contacts, not just friends, but close contacts. And we like to call them our business showers, like a baby shower. <laughs> so a business shower and, and we sort of showed them the products and got more feedback from them. Mm-hmm. And then we had the website built and launched in March on the website, so mm-hmm. online in March. And then we launched to retail in May when we went to the Naturally Good event. You did. So, yeah, so it really was a good 12 months of, of lots of things happening. But I'm just, when I look back on it, I'm just completely amazed how everything fell into place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think 12 months for a beauty product, I mean, obviously skincare range, I should say, isn't really a long, it's really not a long time from 
concept to sort of being available in the market because you also took the time to get your, you know, your soft launch or your business showers and, you know, out there that you actually launched with really good confidence because, as you said, Lauren, people just, they start a business, they're like, I need to launch like tomorrow. It needs to be out tomorrow. And that actually doesn't work well if you haven't taken the right steps like you have. Mm -hmm. And that's that's definitely attributed to the success of the business. That's right. What's it like, Mm, Kerry? Definitely. We really made sure that we took the time to sort of go, okay, we're not, we don't want to be here and burst onto the scene without having everything ready to go. So, Lauren, what's your motherhood journey been like so far? Well, uh, it's been amazing and wonderful and magical and challenging and busy uh all of the things all of the emotions so it really is a roller coaster um eve came as such a surprise so we you know we went through so much to fall pregnant with lennox um after having miscarriage it was really exciting and and very stressful at the same time um being pregnant with him and then to have eve come along you know, 17 months later um, was such an amazing surprise. I mean, she was actually due on our original wedding day. So it was, um, yeah, we did postpone the wedding. (laughs) We'd been together for a number of years and um, just prioritised having children. And so we sort of went, okay, that's not important. We just, you know, we want to enjoy our two little ones while they're little. Um, but, yeah, it's been amazing but such a an eye-opening journey as well. I mean, to, I think it's so incredible to see the world through my kids' eyes and just to see how much wonder they have in the smallest things and watching their relationships form with people that I'm so close with and, and forming those bonds has really been amazing. Um, but at the same time, having 17 months between them is, it means a lot of mischief yeah. and a lot of, and then, a lot of combined tiredness. And, and, and then um, starting a business on top of that. It's just like, as if yeah. you didn't have enough to do. <laughs> You gave yourself a third child, a effectively. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I'm not having any more children, but I do call for my third baby. That's right. At least so, it doesn't talk back. It doesn't so talk true. back. <laughs> it's so true. It's it's nice. Yes, it's nice when you have a, a bit more of an obedient child. I guess is the yeah. best. Yeah, it doesn't cause me that much pain. <laughs> well, then, my no. two don't cause me that much pain at all. No. They're, they're delightful. They're actually, they're very, very good kids and quite easy in comparison. That's to That's really good. How I thought it would be at seventeen months apart. Um, but yeah, it's it is. It's really amazing to watch them grow up, and they're at such a great age now, where they're five and a half. Lennox is going to start school next year. Eve will have her last year of daycare, and they're just at that beautiful age where they play so nicely together, and to hear their little conversations with one another is it's so sweet. It's so sweet. Yeah, I have to say, my my day for picking up 
the boys is a Tuesday and just listening to them in the back of the car because again obviously you know being six and also nearly four it's just so cute you know I, I turn the radio off or down and just listen to how they interact and yeah what they Ooh. talk about it's um yeah I just it's yeah I get great joy out of it yeah Mum will often, I'll, I'll talk to mum on her way to work and on my way to dropping the kids at daycare and sometimes she'll just sit there and listen to them talk and their little giggles mm. and their laughs and who knows what they're talking about, um, but it is, it's really sweet. Just makes my day. Mm. Never, never have I had a business meeting that's like that. Lauren and I often will laugh and say <laughs> our business time is that hour of me driving to work in the morning and her driving to daycare. Mm. So we talk about everything business on the way to the office, which yeah. is amazing. It's <laughs> amazing. That is amazing. I mean, are you juggling obviously your work and pot organics at the same time? How how do you find? I mean, I get you've got that hour in the morning, but other other than that, it seems like you'd need oh. a little bit more time. <laughs> do lots on weekends, and we do lots of them in the evening. And I mean, in, in relation to Lauren's, that Lauren's really the the driver. I guess I see my role as being back office and advisor and mentor. And so my, I'm sort of not as hands-on in the business, although um, I have I have really, I guess, recruited Tom, who's my husband. He sits down with me sometimes and, and packs boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I say, we've got an order to get out, so you need to actually pack boxes or if we get a new product delivery and you run a product come in, I say, okay, like let's get the boxes out now and pack it. So, um, you know, it's really a family business from mm-hmm. that perspective. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I I mean most of the most of the day to day and interactions Lauren does and and I do the accounts because she's hopeless on the I'm very side. good at recognizing accounting is not, <laughs> not my your thing. No. Isn't it isn't it good, it's that good you, though? Yeah, yeah it's that good. One does is sort of one thing really well, the other does the other thing really well. Yeah. You know, obviously that's why it obviously works so well that you're not competing at exactly mm. what you're doing you know yeah. that uh, i mean yeah. yeah everybody knows their their role, role their role in the business yeah. and uh, yeah. i mean how important was it to bring a beauty po- product to the market that you know is so perfectly suited for new mums and babies so for me it was the whole concept of it was just made sense after having my experience with with Lauren growing up and then Lauren's experience that, you know, I think we, I think, you know, when I had children, you could go and buy either a very baby, baby brand um, or you still, and I didn't, I mean, I'd worked with Estee Lauder for a number of years, so there wasn't any way I was giving up my Estee Lauder products mm. um, to become a mum. No. Um, you know, so it's like, it's that compromise between how do I still do affordable luxury for the mm. family and how do I have a product that's that's multitasking and and I don't have to have 12 products sitting in the cupboard um that that can help all of us rather than than just me or just just the baby and then Mm. there wasn't really anything in that that toddler once you got sort of out of that baby range there was sort of nothing in that organic skincare range that was for you know sort of your your toddler right through to your um teens and and beyond and so it just made sense. Mm. It just absolutely made sense because of that. 
And it's nice for a growing family, you know, because it's hard, as you say, you know, if, if you've got a small age gap, obviously they'll always, you know, have roughly the same kind of products. But if you've got a bigger age gap and then you're like, oh, this one's having this for their bath time, this one's yeah. having this shampoo and and then, yeah, the shower yeah. or the bath becomes like a cosmetics counter <laughs> and you've obviously yeah. and, and you've solved that for everybody, which is great. Yeah, and I think a big part of it was um, I'm quite conscious about the products that I use on my skin. And when I started looking for things, especially when Lennox uh, was having his bad bouts of um, eczema and um, keratosis pilaris, that sort of bumpy skin that you get, uh, my doctor just kept saying, use QV, try this steroid cream, try this dermatitis cream. And one, one thing, nothing was working. Um, and two, I was like, this is just ridiculous. Like I'm putting so, and he's little mm. and I'm putting really heavy ingredients onto him um, where I'm using these beautiful luxury organic products that are working for me, um, but they're remember, too strong for his skin because a lot of those um, products are quite heavy in their oils and things. Um, and they're also really expensive. You know, so you can't justify spending $90 for a body oil when you're using it on your six-month-old. Um, one, it's not suitable for their skin. And two, it's you, you, that's not sustainable, especially when you've got a new family, you go down an in income, those sorts of things. So I didn't want to really compromise my love for those luxury and conscious products. Um, so that's sort of where it came from is that why can't we have a range of products that are accessible to families? You know, they're just that bit, bit of a step up from your supermarket brand, but they're not quite, you know, that super high price tag, um, but still have the same combination of ingredients. Why can't we bring something like that to the market? Um, that's also gender neutral. My husband's a builder, so he's as blokey as you could possibly get. Um, and, he would sort of go, okay, well, which, which cream can I use on my face? What can, you know, what moisturizer can I use? And it's like, this smells like flowers or it's, you know, it's just not, not suitable. Yeah. Um, so creating something that really was for every single person in the family that was accessible, um, that was still had that luxury feel, that's sort of really where, where we wanted to, to go and that was the driving force behind it. And do you... Um... I don't say constantly, but, you know, develop new, like a continuation of new ranges all the time. Is that what you sort of thinking about the, the you know, just growing the business, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah. so that's where you're heading, obviously, is just developing so many other products in the same range. Yeah, so we we launched with five products. Um, three of them are body body products, and two of them are home products. So really lovely, uplifting mist and calming mist, um, and you know, and they're all in that self self care range. And what we wanted to do is we've got another another two products that are just about to come out. Mm-hmm. And then we've got three products in, three more products in development at the moment. Mm, So we're trialling the next two and then we'll probably early in the new year we'll trial 
we'll go through a trial, another trial for the three new ones that we've got. I mean, we don't want to oversaturate the range, but we do realise that to get, particularly if you want to be in retail, in that retail space, you do need to offer um, a range of products, mm. which gives a selection. Mm-hmm. And so, so we're sort of looking at same, same principles, mm. multitasking, mm. multipurpose um, products that sort of fit with each other, mm-hmm. um, that, that, you know, really sort of build the brand. Fabulous. And, and our first our first five products, so we're just about to wrap um, awards year this year, and so um, we, got, we had some encouragement to enter our products into a number of organic awards programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just waiting for the last one to come out. But if we, if that product, we're a finalist in that product, but if that product category, but if that wins, like we'll have won 10 awards oh, wow. across organic yeah. beauty Which is in the first 12 months. In goodness me. It's incredible for, you know. Yeah, such a new. A new brand. Realistically, you know, you launched, you know, March this year, as you said, yeah. you know, the website. We're only in October, so that's mm. that's leaps yeah. and bounds. You know, most most brands don't get that maybe in their first five years, yeah. let alone first yeah. year. Yeah, wow. it's not even a year old; it's just a few months, really. That's yeah. right, and it's just been so encouraging, um, especially being a new brand and in a real niche and a gap where you're sort of like, okay, how is this going to be received? Um, because there still is a lot of that education around, well, yes, you can have a product that works for everybody. Um, you know, to have that encouragement within the industry so early on, it really does sort of tell you, you know, yes, you, you're doing you're doing what you're setting out to do. You are achieving that. Um, so it's so encouraging to sort of mm. just keep pushing you along and oh. go, okay, yeah, I love my products. Um but you know, I'm we're biased. Yeah. I would want everybody to love them, yes. and obviously they are being received as we'd like them to be. So, oh well, yeah, we wish you all the best incredible. for the next next awards. Yeah, happy <laughs> win. We were sure you will. Mm. What's I mean? What's the dream? Is it to be in Mecca, Sephora? Is that like the ultimate goal? I mean, as yeah. a beauty brand, I assume that's that's a yes. that's a so huge goal. I would. I would love, I would love for that. Um, and you know, Umeka, um, and David Jones's uh, Green Beauty. You know, really to be seen as a a luxury brand that is still accessible and affordable, um, without sort of having that supermarket attachment to it. So really stepping into that luxury space, um, and 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 retail would be amazing. I mean. Yeah, and I think it's that it's it's that where you actually see clean and conscious. Mm. So where you want to pitch the product and where we want to be known to be is that organic, organic skincare brand that really is sort of vegan, safe, natural, and that you can use for everybody. Mm. Um, and so you know where that retails is important from that perspective. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's sort of building, building its presence, which is fantastic. Yeah. We're very conscious about where it is featured Mm. in terms of retail. Um, you know, for example, we work with an online retailer that has the opportunity to put it into their mainstream website as well. And we've just sort of said, you know, let's, we don't want to go that way. We really want to stay targeted into the niche area. Um, it may bring us 
a huge amount of sales, but it will also compromise where we see the brand yeah. going. Mm. And that brand integrity and the trust with the consumer is so important to us. We really want mums and families to feel like when they buy our products, they are, you know, they're, they're investing into the brand that we, are, we do have, we understand what they want. We're not just going, okay, well, we just need to make money. Mm. It really is about creating that trust, um, especially with mums. You know, that is you second guess so many things when you become a mum, when you're pregnant, you know, you're just constantly thinking about whether you're doing the right thing, buying the right products. And we really want mums to feel like when they're, you know, purchasing from us um, that we're invested in Mm. them as well. Mm. Well, That's a it's obviously yeah. done. It's obviously doing its job. Yes, so far. So I guess yeah, sticking to your sticking to your guns is definitely going to work for you. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. Now we kind of touched on this, but if you do disagree, for the mums and daughters out there that are thinking of going into business together, how do you resolve mm-hmm. a conflict that you've had in the business so far, or you might not have had one? Oh no, we have different ideas. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't disagree on everything. So we do have different ideas. Yeah. I think look, I think the key to it is A, we don't take things personally. Mm-hmm. So so if Lauren has a different idea about something, you know, and I don't sort of go, well, she doesn't want my idea and, and she doesn't like my idea. Yeah. So that never comes into the conversation. One of the things that I think just not even in the business, but just even in life, is we've been very good in that that talking through stuff yeah, and the negotiation piece. So even as a, as, as a child growing up, you know, we were very much about open and transparent mm. conversation and, and listening to each other from the perspective of, okay, so why do you think that, you know, so what do you think, why do you think, what, what are the reasons why we should do that? Mm. And, and, you know, so when we go through that process, we usually say, okay, so what's the best for the business? Who knows the best? Who, who's got the best knowledge in this space? And, you know, I mean, a number of times I think particularly around, you know, launching on social media, which is, is not my skill and forte at all, um, you know, I listen to, I, I just listen to Lauren because mm-hmm. I go, well, she's a mum, she's experiencing it. And I might think oh, I should, we should go one way, but she knows what her audience is like. So, mm. you know, you have to sort of go, okay, where is the best advice coming from in mm, your perspective? Yeah. I wouldn't let her tell me how to run the accounts, I might tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but as you say, that, that obviously that's why it's worked so well because yeah. you, you, as we've discussed, you've each got your own role, respectful, and yep. obviously that's why it's so successful. Feeding yeah. off each we're other. Also, we're also really good at individually understanding what our strengths and weaknesses are. And I think that's really important in, in a relationship between mother and daughter going into business, but I think in terms of anybody being in business, mm. Mm. Um, it's really understanding where those strengths and weaknesses are and having somebody that might have a stronger skill than you, recognising, okay, well, that it's time for me to just go, take a step back Mm. because the person knows what they're talking about. I think the other thing for us is that we are both so invested in the business um, at a heart level. We both have such a clear vision for where we want the brand to go and what we want to achieve that 
we don't ever question whether or not the other person has a different idea, you know, it, hang, hang on a second, are you not really thinking that this is what you want? Um, there's never any of that second guessing. Yeah. So, And we're very open and honest with each other. We're, we always have been, so we don't really have any secrets or I, I don't ever feel like because she's my mum, I can't approach her mm. with a question. Mm. I've always been able to approach mum with anything that I needed to talk to her about. So when it comes down to business decisions, I, I can still do that. And it's always, you know, for any business, it, it puts, if you put your ego aside, like you said, mm. to kind of go, oh, I don't actually know what that is. Or yeah. I trust that this person, as you say, has the, the business's best intentions at heart, then you're going to make the right decision. And, and there might, mistakes might happen, but at least your relationship mm. will stay intact. That's right. Yeah. Very good. Good way to it. To move on to the lightning round, which is all about, we call all about us. So one word to describe your relationship when Lauren was a teenager. Hmm. I'm going to say hormonal. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just thinking of the right word. Oh, no, look, um, I think we were very close. I think, yeah. you know, we had a close relationship. There was probably the most of the time we were best friends. Yeah. That's so, so, you know, I mean, all teenagers go through challenging times and you do have your challenges, but at the end of the day, we could talk to each other and kiss each other goodnight and, That's and be best friends going, going to bed. So that was, that was the main thing. And yeah, no, she wasn't a difficult, challenging teenager. No, I don't think she seems it either. Yeah, no. <laughs> and one word to describe your relationship in adulthood now after having children. Strong. We've got a really strong relationship and a really strong bond. Can see that clearly. It's, yeah, yes. I'd say that's the word you, for yes. me. You wouldn't be starting a business if you didn't, so. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, it's actually quite funny because um, we are extremely close and both, not not so much Tom, who's, who's my husband, but Lauren's, Lauren's husband, Kane, often says, how can we talk to your mother three and four times a day? I mean, really, we know exactly what that's like. Same, same, same on this end too. My husband's like, how many times did you speak to your mum yeah. today? And she answered <laughs> all of them. And I was like, yeah, of course she answered. That's what I'm here I for. I called her. Like, yeah, yeah that happens all the time. Um, what characteristics do you think Lauren has of you, Carrie? Um, look, I think she's, I think she has my drive and determination. Um, you know, an anything's possible attitude, uh, which is probably what got me through the challenges of my life. Mm. And she also has that very nurturing, caring piece. So I, I, one of the things, and when I'm asked what gets you out of bed in, in the morning, um, you know, the thing that gets me up is and keeps me going is seeing people grow and develop and fulfil whatever that they want to do in life. And I think Lauren's adopted that as well. That's so, very nice. So that's sort of. So what what then characteristics do you think you got from your mum? The same? Yeah, I definitely have got the same. So I think I've really got her drive and determination. Um, I think I got her independence. Mum's always been, I've always seen mum as very independent, knows what she wants, knows what she needs. Um, and never, you know, 
I'm sure she does from time to time, but um, has never really second-guessed herself to me. She's always really stuck to her guns, um, and I think I inherited that. I also think I've got her parenting style. I always say that the next closest thing to me would be mum in terms of that maternal relationship. Um, I think we, the way I parent my kids is quite similar to how I was raised. I try and sort of, um, you know, let my kids know that we can talk very openly about things. Um, you know, if you're feeling sad, it's okay to cry. It's mm. okay to talk about it. Um, that emotional connection is really important and that nurturing connection. So I think I've got that from mum. And I see that because my little ones have that similar That's relationship nice. with mum as well. That's very nice. Continue on the, the, to the next generation. Yeah. So then they can join the business afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's the most memorable moment in your relationship? God, there's lots and lots of them. Um, but, you know, the one thing as a mother I think is really, really special is when you see your daughter become a mother. And I, and because Lauren had, had difficulty falling pregnant and, and having Lennox, when Lennox was born, and she was holding him. It was just one of the most special special moments in her life, I think, to see her become a mum. Mm. That's lovely, isn't it? And who gives the best advice? It mom. depends. <laughs> <laughs> well, it really does depend yeah, on, on it does. whatever the subject is, yes. you know. I don't know at all. Um, and she knows lots more about stuff than what mm. I do, and mm. I probably know lots more about stuff than she does. So. In terms of life advice, mum is definitely the person that the she's go-to. my go-to. <laughs> um, regardless what the topic is, I know that I can always trust mum to give me good advice. Usually she's, well, she'll say what's in the back of my mind and it just needs to be voiced. Mm. Sometimes it's not what I really want to hear, um, but more than, more than often than not, it's what I need to hear. Um, but, you know, I can always trust mum and confide in her about things and I know that she'll give me advice that, you know, is right for me. Hmm. It reassures, if, especially if that you've got that voice in the back of your head, it mm. reassures you that you know yeah. you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Is there a time in your life you wish you could relive, not necessarily change? There's a lot I'd love to relive, but I do wish that we could. We... Well, I, years ago I travelled and I was living overseas in Canada doing a ski season and we'd spent a long time apart and mum rang me. I was in Eastern Europe in Slovakia and um, she said, I've just booked a plane trip to Paris. Can you get to Paris in a few weeks? And I was like, I'm in the middle of nowhere in Eastern Europe. Um, it's one street. And there's nothing else. Um, but, yes, I will get to Paris. And we had an amazing week in Paris, but we just we hadn't seen each other for so long um, that it was really, really special. So oh, I think that's probably, probably a time I'd sounds, like to relive. I was going to say, sounds, sounds pretty special to me. Yeah. And how many times do you call each other? Ooh. It depends on how busy I am during the day. So yeah. we, we still always, every morning we start our day. On a phone call. Yeah. Every night we probably finish our day on a mm. phone call. Mm. Um, and then if, you know, 
backwards and forwards during the day. It yeah. just depends on on what's in the diary, I guess, at the time. But you know, we would have three or four conversations a day, and if if on the weekends we we might talk to each other four or five times, or if we're doing work, we'll jump on a Zoom call together. Yeah. And and because Lauren lives up the coast and I'm in Sydney, mm. so. We often have Zoom Saturdays. Yeah, that's nice. All we're together. Yeah. We're also together a that's lot. That's nice. Yeah. Weekends so things. obviously, equal calling each other. Nobody calls any more than the I other. I might call. I might call a little bit more because I'm ridiculously impatient. Mm. And if Mum doesn't answer, I'll just keep calling. <laughs> and she'll be like, "What's wrong? <laughs> What's the emergency?" Even. Oh, I can hear. <laughs> Swish. <laughs> It's the three, the four-year-olds just come home. The next one. Oh, that's so all right. <laughs> we nearly finished. We have we have we have that happen with us as well. That's all right. We've we've got to go downstairs and feed the kids. Yeah, too. I know they haven't had dinner, and I I haven't heard from them, which isn't a great sign. Um, oh, quiet. <laughs> is there anything you've ever wanted to ask each other or tell each other, but never have? Doesn't seem like no. that would be the case. No, no, no. We're pretty yeah. open and honest. Yeah. Even as a teenager, I couldn't lie. So I would lie about something and then I think it would have been like 20 minutes or half an hour and I'd just come clean because I was like, she's going to find out anyway. I have to tell her because then it's from me mm. and I'll get in less trouble. Um, so no, not really. I mean, we're really open and honest well, with each other. Uh, well, so. that's lovely. And that's obviously, you know, why. It's the foundation of a good yeah. relationship yeah. Exactly. and business relationship. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, I want to say thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Uh, it's been a, oh, another you. gorgeous recording with a beautiful mother and daughter, seeing them. Thank you, you know, so much. So just, yes, uh, I was going to say all the success with um, continued success with your business. Yeah, definitely. We look forward to seeing the new products and, and let us know about your awards and, and everything yeah. and, you know, any way we can help get the message out there, we're happy to help. And thank you for your thank time. You so thank you so much for having us. Thank oh, you. Pleasure. Bye. Nice to meet okay. you. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have a mother and daughter story that you would like to share, send us a DM on Instagram at Mothers and Daughters Pod. If you loved this episode, please subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode. Spread the love and share the podcast with your mum or sister or friend. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. See you next week and don't forget to call your mum.